Greetings, everyone, and welcome to our 217faith.church service, the church that fits your schedule. In today's message, we like to look at this idea of Christmas in July and what it should represent in the life of the believer, a new beginning, which is brought to us by the death of another, which, of course, we celebrate and we should celebrate not just during the month of, uh, of July or, or, or during Easter or December, but every day of our lives. So please stay with us and learn more. We are so glad to have you. At 217faith.church, we believe in preaching a godly biblical perspective, putting others first, and living out a Christ-like faith in action. We humbly greet you in the name of the Lord, and we hope that you will hear God's word today and be moved to put your faith, your Christian faith, to work for others. We like to direct you to our ministry website, 217faith.church, where you may find previous services and other teachings to aid you in your own Christian walk. Also, there you will find opportunities to do what we talked about, to put your faith into action. During the next month of August, we invite you to uh, join us in supporting ministries uh, this month is going to be World Vision's program of granting women uh, business owners throughout the world, most specifically in third world countries, microloans and other assistance to ensure their future survival. These small loans allow women to set up and operate businesses, which grants them the opportunity to provide for their families and for their, their communities. Through this program, we can also help women avoid things like prostitution or, or sexual slavery by safeguarding their innocence through our simple acts of faith and contribution all these miles away. We want to be a part of sharing God's word with all, of sharing the resources that God has granted us for the betterment of all of his creation. So please, do join us today. Give directly on their website to help make a difference in a woman's life. And of course, as a result, in their family's lives as well. Please visit us at our ministry website, 217faith.church, for more details on putting your faith into action. And finally, while there, don't forget to look into the resources we have available there for you for helping you through your own Christian experience. Available through our website and, of course, also uh, whatever good books are sold. We truly pray that God will bless your life with the experience of these books and these resources. And of course, as always, may all the honor and glory be for our God. Amen. 
I was watching TV the other day and an ad came on regarding Christmas in July. Of course, we're in the month of July. We do see that a lot. This, this is a not so new marketing ploy designed to get us to go and spend more money on material things that let's face it, we truly don't need, especially during these difficult financial times that we are currently in. It did get me thinking, however, that we should celebrate Christmas in July and in August and in February. Indeed, we should celebrate Christmas every month of the year. You see, Christmas is the anticipation of the coming Messiah when God the Father would continue his plan of restoration for humanity to its rightful place by taking the form of a child and living amongst them for a time, a time of preparation for him, if you will, but also a time that would lead to the events of Easter, right? Which got me thinking, wait, if we should celebrate the birth of our Savior each day, then we should probably also observe his death and his resurrection as well. After all, he came so that he could die, so that our sin debt would be repaid through his death, and so that we could enjoy once again one day eternity with the Father in heaven, rather than eternal separation from his love and grace in hell. All of this serves as a reminder to me, at least, of, of a very old illustration of how a seed, how it must fall to the ground and ultimately die so that through the death of the seed, seed a new plant may be reborn and a new, brand new life can begin. There are so many other examples, of course, around us that speak to this phenomenon. For example, in the art world, a painter's art is rarely worth anything until usually after the artist passes away, right? In the sports world, a player's rookie car gains value and ultimately attains the greatest value after the individual's career ends, usually based on whether or not they had a good career, good experience, and good success as they play the game. Finally, in the creation of the universe, we see this as well. I learned the other day something that was just absolutely amazing. You see all of the elements in our periodic table. Remember our chemistry class? Uh, we're going a little bit into that realm here now. They come uh, from different fusion that takes place at the center of a star. I know, not going to be too complicated. Hang on in there with me. As molecules of, of smaller atoms begin to, to clash together and under pressure, they begin to fuse together. New elements get created, starting from hydrogen to helium to oxygen and so on and on. Yet even within this amazing creation of life, giving elements, right? As soon as the fusion process begins to create iron atoms, the star signs is death. And soon it, it implodes into the most powerful explosion in the universe, what we call a supernova. In the final split seconds of this life, this life of the star, this explosion, the rest of our, all the elements that we see, including the most rarest of them all, such as silver, gold, and platinum, they get fused. In that last millisecond of death, those elements we deem most valuable get created into something new. This is what makes them so valuable. It takes the death of a star for all the elements, for the majority of the elements in our periodic table to be created. The gold in our rings, the platinum in our electronic devices, even the iron that we find in our blood, all comes from the death 
of a star. It is material that comes from that that God has used to create us. It is almost paradoxical beyond the realms of what can be explained, like how God, the creator of the universe, willingly gave up his life so that you and I could be saved and why we must remember Christmas and Easter as pivotal days in our Christian faith. One last example for you. Here on earth and around the universe, we, we have accredited great value to things such as diamonds, right? Diamonds which are created in the cone of an exploding volcano. As the volcano begins to cool down, as it dies off, the graphite in the magna begins to solidify under immense pressure, eventually creating carbon-based crystals, which we call diamonds. Out of death, something new, something beautiful comes to, comes to life. The death of something, while we may regret it, it is often necessary to allow for the next generation or the next usable step so that it can begin, right? Even in our way of doing things, one of my favorite quotes from uh, a lady called Catherine Booth tells us that we, without disturbing the present, there can be no future. So yes, even in our way of living, we must shake up things from time to time to allow for future growth, for future development to take place. In the example of Jesus, he had to come, you see. He had to be born, and he did so in the most humble of ways. God could have shown up as a powerful being, yet he doesn't. He could have chosen to be born into a powerful family, yet he doesn't. He's actually born to a young woman in a miraculous way that could have caused him to suffer greatly, if you think about it. Yet because of, because of the faith of his mom and the faith of a good man, Joseph, and the providence of God, the child was not only delivered, but it was protected and kept safe until he ultimately, his ultimate purpose arrived, which was to die for us. God reminds us in scripture that his timing is perfect. Yes, I know. I, I, this is something I have to remind myself every day. In the life, uh, of course, of, of Esther and the scriptures in the Old Testament, as her people faced possible elimination, her uncle reminded her that perhaps it was for a time such as this that she had been placed where she was, the path that she was being called to walk, the journey that she presently was in. We may not fully understand our current path, but trusting in God's greater plan will always lead us to his predestined success for us. Even through suffering, God can do new and wonderful things. When the day arrived, of course, for God to be born in the person of his son, Jesus, eventually when the baby had become a man, he stepped forward knowing that those steps would eventually lead him to a terrible death. And yet we know that he willingly did so knowing that his death will bring you and me life, a life that will lead us to do the same or should lead us to do the same for others, to give our lives if necessary so that others may not perish but have everlasting life. No wonder Jesus says there's no greater love, that, no greater show of love than he who lays down his life for a friend. In the Bible, in the second book of Corinthians, uh, chapter 5, verses 12 through 19, the Apostle Paul reminds the church that we are not commending ourselves, uh, he says, to you again by, by our giving you an opportunity to be proud of us so that you will have an answer for those who, who take pride, he says, in the appearance and not in the heart. But then Paul says, for if we have lost our minds, 
It is for God. If we have found our mind, it is for God. For the love of Christ, he says, controls us. Having concluded that one died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for us so that those who live will no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose on their behalf. Therefore, Paul continues, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, new things have come. Now, all these things, he says, are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting the wrongdoings against them, and he was committing to us the word of reconciliation. You see, just like in our opening illustration, because of what Christ did, how he sacrificed his own life, we become a new creation, a valuable creation. We do not have to wait until we die to to gain importance. No, God already deemed us important, so much so that he gave it all. He, He gave himself so that we could have a meaningful relationship with him and ultimately enjoy an eternal life with him, which has always been part of his plan for us. Once again in nature, we have the beautiful example of a caterpillar who goes through such a transformation that ultimately as one creature meets his end, a new species is regenerated and metamorphosized into a butterfly, a completely new creation that can now leave its previous host life behind, if you will. One that was focused on gluttony, right? Because they got to eat a lot. One that was focused on selfish disregard for a life that allowed it to eventually fly and soar above the trees, enjoying a new beginning brought upon by the sacrifice of another. I do not know what death has been necessary for in your own life. Maybe that of of someone close, perhaps a, a personal friend, Maybe a career, maybe a position, maybe a relationship where we felt led to lay down our sin and be reborn in Christ. In my own life, I nearly lost it all. And it wasn't until I was stripped away or God allowed for those things to be stripped away from everything that I held dear that God was able to regenerate me to what he desired for me to be all along. You see, he is still working on me. I know this. And the process continues. But like an incomplete manuscript still filled with uh, spellings and grammatical errors, God is slowly making corrections, choosing different synonyms to describe my worth and your worth in his eyes and rewriting our past to transfer us back into his image, the image of his his child. So when we think about Christmas in July, we should be reminded of what God was willing to do on that stable, on that manger. But not just that but what he actually did on the Easter cross as well, which makes our lives today a reality. Do we live our lives in a way that honors our life-giving sacrifice, he who sacrificed it all for us? Are we using these new opportunities to tell others of God's mercy and grace, or are we again squandering it in selfish pursuit and gain? You see, even for you and I, as we ultimately come to our senses and accept God's sacrifice on our behalf, we too make one of the most selfish decisions we will ever make in our lives. Yes, think about that. For the sake of a new life, 
a fresh opportunity so that we may be restored to the graces of God. We all need to come to the place where we selfishly turn from our sins and surrender to the will of another, the will of God. In that one act of self-preservation, God sees through our true character and he plants a seed of hope which germinates into life, a life which God values above all things in this creation. What Christ did for you and for me during Christmas, what culminated eventually on Easter, should remind us daily of how our lives need to be renewed, how we need to live differently than those around us so that we may accomplish God's will for creation. You know, every day we have to eat because our bodies need that new energy, right? Every couple of seconds we need to breathe because our bodies need that oxygen. We need to be reminded of God and his grace and his mercy and what he desires for us every second of the day. And we need to be living our lives according to that. To the Romans, Paul reminds them to be transformed by the renewing of their minds. In his epistles to the apostles, uh, the apostle John reminds us that we have been reborn, not so that we will continue sinning, but now live under the protection of God against the temptations of the enemy. Paul also reminds the church in Ephesus that our salvation is not something that we have worked for or even earned with our good deeds, but it is a gift from God. A gift, my friends, that's meant to be shared with others around us. The Apostle Peter also reminds the church that our new way of living is brought to us not by things that perish, like silver and gold, as valuable as they are when stars make them, even as valuable as, as things that God has allowed to create, but by the desire of our creator, which is paid in full by something more precious than any diamond, and that is the blood of his son. How can we accomplish this transformation? Simply by calling upon the name of the Lord, by allowing the sacrifice of his son to change us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit so that we may be transformed into a new creation the creation he has always meant for us to be, to grant us this new heart of flesh that no longer, or that longs, if you will, for the righteous things of God rather than the selfish things of the world. Finally, in the book of Revelations, we are reminded of the day that is the second coming of our Messiah who will set all things right. When all bets are off, when the time runs out, and our final choice as to whether or not to live our lives in obedience to God will pay off. Pay off, that is, in eternal life with our Heavenly Father or in an everlasting separation from Him in hell. Which would it be? What will you choose as you learn to celebrate the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus every day? The choice is always ours. Father, for your selfless acts of, of leaving your throne in heaven and coming to earth to live amongst us, we thank you and are truly humbled by all you were willing to show to us. Yet, not just that, but you took it to fruition when you permitted that your son be murdered on our behalf so that we might, or that of course what he did might pay the sin debt that we owed you. You, Father, have done so much that we do not deserve. So we simply say thank you. 
And we ask that you will help us, help us to celebrate the importance of these two monumental dates of Christmas and Easter, as far apart as they are from each other, but not merely in December and July, every six months, but every day of our lives. As we internalize the many ways you transform creation and how you can bring new life after a time of perhaps even destruction. May we live these truths daily. May we uh, allow that metamorphosis to take place in our individual lives through our experiences that we may go out and serve others in hope and joy until the darkness of others so that we can bring them out into a wonderful joy that it is you. Even, Lord, as, as, as a volcano that lays down as lava and destroys everything in its path, eventually the ground becomes fertile again, rich and able to sustain new life. So, Father. May our lives bring purpose to you and to the things that we do. The gift of love that you grant us, may we share with others. And your Holy Spirit, may he develop fruits of joy and love and peace in others. Father, so that we can be of, of more effect and be efficiently in sharing your grace with others. Father, restore us, refurbish us, reinstate us, and establish us to accomplish your will, we pray. Your humble and honest will. Draw near to us, as the scripture says, O Lord, as we remember your acts of grace on our behalf, for we pray these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. We are so grateful to have had you joined us in this service, and we pray that you will be motivated to put your faith in God into action. So would you please visit our website, 217faith.church, or as you watch us on, on YouTube or Facebook or on Twitter, please help us to spread the word. Uh, like and share and click those notifications and all those wonderful things that you're able to do. Help us to grow and expand this ministry. God's calling truly humbles us in our lives to preach his message of hope, of love, and of invitation. So please join us. And together we can reach more who surely need a welcoming word of grace from a God who loves them and who took the time to create them. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his face to you and grant you peace. And so until next time, goal in the full assurance that God's plan for humanity goes beyond that faithful Christmas day, and it is far reaching than that glorious Easter morning. As he transforms creation, may we join him in living our lives for him each day in his service and in the service of others. May God bless you.